0: I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast.
1: It's history time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll visit New Zealand's ancient lands
0: with Jamie, the host, and Dr. Valetta Gillibat, the historian. Our fun will never end, because it's
1: history time. It's a Thursday morning. In fact, it's the first Thursday that really counts for 2021. <laughs> the other two, wow. I think it's just a part of history now. It was three? Probably three. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is the third. It's time for history time. I'm joined by Violeta a uh, Doctor of History here at Otago University, Morena.
0: Morena, Jamie. Yeah, how are we today? Very well, thank you. Very good. good. It's good to see you. Likewise.
1: Yeah. Happy New Year's.
0: Happy New Year. Merry Christmas.
1: Let's do the history of Christmas in Aotearoa. We were going to do that, but we never did. We, didn't we? got
0: we got caught up with our migration series, but I'm one for next year.
1: Maybe, maybe that's right. Could they come around every year?
0: There'll be another one.
1: Yes, there will be. Uh, there'll never be another Wells brother, though. There will be Wells brothers. Probably many Wells brothers, <laughs> probably doing hair care. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there were three Wells brothers, well, especially two. They have ties. Well, they all have ties to to Otago. Um, but first, why are we going to? Why are we talking about these guys? Well, uh, they're trending on TikTok, Jamie. <laughs> are you telling me that uh, traders and whalers from the mid eighteen hundreds are trending on TikTok?
0: Oh, you certainly. Well, you didn't hear it here first, but you heard it. Yes, um, <laughs> the whalers are well, specifically by way of a, sh- a sea shanty. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So since twenty twenty one is apparently the year of the sea shanty, so. I don't know, I figured we might talk about The Weller. So they feature in um, one of the more popular songs and um, the, the original cover of that shanty now has something like 69 million views on TikTok and there are a bunch of covers mm-hmm. and memes and uh, all sorts coming out of it, all featuring a mention of The Weller Man.
1: The Weller Man. Soon may The Weller Man come. The Weller Man. Um, it's a whaling song from here, obviously from um, Otago or, or the southern coast, uh, telling the tale of a ship called the Billy O.T. that encounters a right whale uh, and they have a 40 day battle. Um, the crewmen hope that the Weller Man comes to bring them sugar, tea, and rum. The Weller Man is an employee of the Weller Brothers, uh, who were traders, merchants, uh, whalers, and land speculators uh, who were based in Otaku uh Otaku, sorry um uh, the Otago Peninsula or at least two of them were and for which the uh, Wellers Rock gets its name
0: Correct yeah um they were among the first uh, kind of Europeans to settle in Otago um, mm-hmm. around this area and yeah um up at Otago uh, Edward even uh married a young wahine from local um from the local iwi, uh, and had had children, had a family. They set up a really successful enterprise, um, mm-hmm. where whaling and a whole lot of other trades and um, business ventures were concerned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was it was a pretty big kind of settlement. The whole thing just grew out in Otako. Yes, yes, A lot going on. So
1: they came over here in 1931. Do we mm-hmm. know why
0: they came? Seeking fortunes, I would say, and yeah. um, also with a very timely investment from their dad. Um, I understand that. Uh, two of the brothers uh, headed down to Sydney, Edward and Joseph. They were later joined by their father, who had something like eighty thousand pounds.
1: Eighty thousand pounds. Oh,
0: what? From, it's a lot. Yeah. From I mean, there is an app that can calculate the contemporary equivalent of a thousand <laughs> pound sum, but but yeah, it was a lot of. That's money. That's a lot thousand. of money. That is astronomical. Yeah. <laughs> um. Even yeah. Certainly. So I mean, he arrives with this dosh and they get uh, get a hold of a boat. Mm-hmm. and get down to Otako and set up a whaling station. That's kind of their float investment, and they're going to make money, mm-hmm. make a name for themselves, get the whales.
1: Um, the Lucy Ann was the ship they came out of, and I'll tell you something a little bit about that later on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so they came here, um, and they set up a township beside Otako, and was it was it called Otago? Yes,
0: yeah, it was. Um, and it was essentially just beside the existing Māori settlement, but yeah. there was a lot of go-between.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, and eventually I think they merged. Um, but, I mean, how was the relationship with Ngā Tahu at the beginning?
0: Well, um, we know that it was sealed with a marriage, so it can only be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this was essentially, uh, you know, to establish a trading relationship, a peaceful kind of political arrangement. Um, mm-hmm. Often a marriage would be contracted, and in this... Um, so. Things kind of uh, go from there, and as uh, new Europeans arrive, um, kind of connections with the Māori community grow. Um, Beyond marriages, there was certainly um, a lot of trade, a lot of kind of mutual advantage-taking. I mean, the folks, the sealers and whalers, they get a patch of land or somewhere to put a hut up, and in exchange, um, there is trading opportunities for Mm -hmm. Māori. Interesting things like tobacco, cloth... Um, rum, sugar, tea, as the song says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that was kind of uh, how things uh, played out in the early days.
1: Um, and Speaking of the early days, I mean, in 1932, they were settled for a year. They already had 80 buildings.
0: Yes, yes, in yeah. 1832. It was remarkably quick how things kind of uh, developed from there.
1: And But it all fell apart even faster, perhaps <laughs> in one day. What happened in nineteen thirty-two? Uh,
0: oh well, you know, fire's a real pain for uh, <laughs> for when you've got you know shortage of building materials, a lot of flax and wood kicking about. So yeah, the yeah. whole settlement burnt down. Essentially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a real inconvenience, but they they built it up again. Yeah, they got there.
1: Well done, well done. Um, so I mean, and that would have been tragic, and no doubt um, they were helped by the local Maori to get back on their feet.
0: Yeah. Um, and likewise with um, with elsewhere, I mean, they had uh, Otago was essentially part of a network of stations yeah. like around the Fovo Strait, the Bank's Peninsula, and um, there, of course, uh, folk would have been intermingling with the local populations as well. And so it was um, the pre-settlement era. It was essentially just people mixing and making their way, doing so quite freely, but under Maori terms always.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, you know, it's seasonal as well, so a lot of these... Um, people that are coming into... Um, the settlement would have been quite transient, right? People in and out. Oh
0: yeah, leaving for months at a time. Yeah, this um, is those
1: temporary marriages things that we've been talking about. Yeah, in yeah. That, I
0: mean, some of them um, were definitely periodic. Others of them, uh, others lasted for for years, decades. Um, mm-hmm. Very close kinship. So yeah, it just depended on um, the the needs of the moment, really. I mean, we think about how New Zealand was at this time, new contact for Maori and uh, likewise for these Pakeha folk setting up and. Existing in a world that they weren't really familiar with, so mm-hmm. it was touch and go. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, at some stage, it would may have annoyed. I heard he wasn't a very nice man. That's what my mum says. She's she's very good with her local history. Oh yes, yeah, um, and he may have pissed someone off, and something uh, happened.
0: Yes, well, I mean. He- you could take a guess at who he'd pissed off. I mean, he had a host of rivalries and competition. You know, Johnny Jones up in um, oh, Matanica, Jones. Yeah. who You know, they didn't get on very well. Um, there was also an incident of kidnapping mm. in 1833, so only a year after the settlement has burnt down. Um, old Edward was uh, kidnapped and had to be ransomed.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was a purely cash thing, was it? From More local or less, Māori. from
0: what I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. I imagine it wouldn't have been people from Otaku though. It would have been oh, maybe no. Maori from further afield. Elsewhere,
0: yeah, yeah, certainly, and um, quite likely uh, due to a perceived or real insult, um, either Weller or one of his men had committed. Mm-hmm. I mean, local dramas and the like. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was similar stuff. I mean, the next year there was a large um, party of Maori from outside Otago. So again, Otago. So visitors. Yeah. Again, visiting peoples. Um. And so the Wellers uh, got a bit frightened. This uh, huge party of, um, you know, Tawa um, fighting men passing through. They imported some heavy arms yes. from Sydney and kind of fortified their position. Um, and beyond that, there was, uh, I think, 85, there was measles. Yes. They got measles. And so it's a really um, rough life out there. Just natural disasters and epidemics and conflicts with the locals. And yeah the like, yeah. so um, And Joseph died of tuberculosis around that time, so the older brother. um, I've got a pretty good yarn about that, actually. Um, Edward shipped his brother's remains back uh, to Sydney in a puncheon of rum. I'm pretty sure he would have emptied it of rum before he Loaded, sure, his brother he didn't into didn't want to pickle but yeah, I mean, that was uh, the mode of transport back.
1: <laughs> just to, put them in a just barrel,
0: put them in the rum barrel, mate. Send them back,
1: easy oh, as shocking. Those that measles epidemic, though, that wiped out a large proportion of the Maori population.
0: It sure did, it sure yeah. did, um, and it was a sign, a sure sign of things, well, already taking place and to come in greater measure. I mean, um, epidemics were the main cause of depopulation after settlement. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't going to get any better. Um, But uh, Joseph Edward, uh, there was another brother, George. um, Yeah. Those folks, the Wellers, their name, it's just part of the early settlement of yeah. Otago and of New Zealand. Um, and New
1: South Wales, I guess. Oh, certainly. Brother, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, without the, the base in Sydney, there would have been no trade, no scope to even ship sugar and tea and rum around New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's so right. it
0: was all um, part of this like early imperial history of the Pacific, really.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: And TikTok got a hold
1: of it. Yes, they have. They have got a hold of it. It's crazy. Um, they were doing flax and fish as well, trading um, as well as shrunken, mouldy heads, which I guess they sent off overseas.
0: Yes, they sure did. A lot of them are probably still in the British Museum right now.
1: Probably, hurry up, repatriate,
0: please. Yeah, we would. Yeah, truly like to to see that. I
1: mean, we we should be sending our mummy back too.
0: Yeah, that would be cool.
1: That would be really cool. Um, <laughs> Whaling declined, and you mentioned old uh, Mister Jones before. Why, yes. Yeah, so you know there were competing interests. Uh, the numbers started to decline because there was a lot of people around. So um, the well is I guess, led mostly by Edward at the time, because I think his brother wanted to pull out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph has died, of course, um, but George wanted to keep uh, to get out and get his money out. But um, they started buying up land. it yes. was like let's buy up land, three million acres. Of land,
0: quite a large swathe.
1: a large percentage, um, but it didn't take long before they would give it all back.
0: Well, no, I mean that's the way the business goes sometimes of settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, can't always hold on to your investments.
1: No, no, <laughs> like no, that's right. That's I right.
0: Mean, yeah, so the the land uh, the land grab did not go uh, as planned, but still um, there were bits and pieces happening, um, the enterprise kind of ticking along, even though the heyday of whaling was over. Yeah. Because they'd gotten all the whales, essentially. So they clung on for a bit.
1: Yeah, they did cling on for a bit. But then um, with Joseph Deed, uh his brother back in New South Wales and mm-hmm. Sydney, um, he would have decided it was his time to get out at some stage as well?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, eventually. Well, good things come to an end, supposedly. So, um, yeah, took his retirement... Not the most auspicious end um, that he could have probably hoped for. It would have probably seemed like a bit of an anticlimax.
1: Probably, probably. Um, and apparently, he was so stubborn that um, he died of exposure on the top of his house in Maitland, New South Wales, after a flood. He refused to leave when the flood was coming, uh, and he made his way through a little hole in the roof of his massive mansion, um, and there he died on top of the roof. Wow. Gross.
0: And, you know, just a, a very obstinate
1: man. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but, I mean, for, for all reality, like, um, lost to history, um, except for, like, there's a few, there's some plaques around, there's mm. Weller's Rock, and I'm sure there's other points around the Lower South Island uh, that are tied with the Weller's name. Yeah. But no one would expect what has happened to happen.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, again, when you think about this uh, kind of, Uh, patchy history that we've talked about with early settlement and kidnappings and death and, um, you know, inclement weather and the like. Um, Yeah, it's it's on TikTok. It's It's, on on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Not the whole story, but a reference to a much uh, more tangled and complicated one, certainly. And the amount of joy it's bringing people um, is pretty great, I think. Um, There is something about... uh, the moment, uh, this historical moment I think that's um, brought about a resurgence of sea shanty culture.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. But that, that's a crazy in itself. Why though? I mean is it... Uh, what, what, what does it cause the resurgence <laughs> in, in sea shanties of all things? Because of course it's not just this one but this no. is the one that's really blown up.
0: Yes, yes. And there is there, there's others um, kind of... I think a lot of it... Um, I blame... Uh, I think it was Robert Eggers who did The Lighthouse yeah. Or was it somebody else? Um, you know, just... Uh, there. Are, there's a bit of a cultural moment that's happening with seafaring, um, with sea shanties, uh, rum and pipes and whales and um, lighthouses and all this kind of imagery. I mean... <laughs> I do have like a vague theory, which applies um, definitely more strongly to the rest of the world than it does to New Zealand, um, yeah, because yeah. we crushed that COVID curve. But um, you know, overseas people are isolating, and they're uncertain, and things are going to custard, and they're really relating to those uh, whalers who were holed up on their battered islands waiting mm. for the weller man to bring them tea and rum and sugar.
1: I get it. I get it.
0: That's my theory, anyway. That's one theory.
1: I like that. I like that. And I think it's going to be great that when historians look back in a hundred years on the time of the pandemic, oh yeah, they're going to go and all of a sudden see shanties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going like, to be part of this crazy history, and I wish that would stop.
0: Collective zeitgeist moment. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I just want to add one little bit to the end of the story. Um, Herman Melville, this is a theory of mine that I've come up with this morning, and a couple of people I've talked to have um, been quite interested in it. Herman Melville, uh, of course, the novelist who wrote Moby Dick, um, he crewed the boat, the Lucienne, which was the boat that the Wellers first came to um, took a car, harbour on, a taco. Um, he crewed it sometime after the wellers had the boat. And as we were talking before, both me um, and Violeta, we were, was like, these songs passed on. Um, you know, they were in circles. They weren't just sung in, in this area. It was a popular ballad, popular sea shanty. So other crews and other boats would have sung it. Uh, and no doubt the song stayed on the boat. So could, could, even in a small way, could the story of the Billy O.T with their 40-day battle with this whale could that have inspired
0: surely has the moby same Dirk. energy yeah moby dick wow
1: the moby dick energy
0: yeah oh. <laughs> excellent it's well done sir uh, thank and you. for that research titbit by the way that's some some outstanding work on your behalf oh
1: thank you give thank- you an
0: honorary doctorate in history yeah
1: no i'll thank the guardian for that i won't take it <laughs> <that. laughs> Thanks, Guardian. They came up with that one. Um, But that could could well be, and that could be interesting. Um, Of course, Herman Herman, uh, Melville did um, whale all around Polynesia, Hmm. but I don't know if he came to Aotearoa.
0: No, my um, Melville biographical knowledge is a little bit short, but it was every possibility he could have and he was certainly getting in amongst that whaling culture yes. where songs like that and that culture of collective labor and singing and whaling and battling the big fish um you know was existing that was his research
1: so. yeah so that's amazing so um that could have been inspired by a tale that was written right here on the shores of the otago peninsula at otaku fascinating amazing amazing hey well thank you so much
0: Kia ora, Jamie.
1: I've had a great time. It is an absolute pleasure. Um, 2021, onwards and upwards.
0: Onwards with the sea shanties.
1: That's right. I'm going to go and uh, find some more. <laughs> find, I'll find a real obscure one that no one's done yet so I can get rich and famous on TikTok.
0: Oh, yes. That was a Radio 1 91FM podcast. But find more at r1.co.nz.